0: i'm going to tell everybody in school if you want to see my dad on youtube to say on it the
1: tape never lasts. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For Lord Cars, Hear ye. Hear ye. Hear ye. Hear ye. <laughs> you know what's cars keys. Get it started up. Give me the car keys. lake Shore drive, blog boys drive away with our texts like car thieves. Break we study tape and thrive Analytical preparation That's what causes is given Cars don't discriminate Teaching the men and women Each and every week Bears nerd to get your focus Never manipulating stats Law cause on hocus pocus oh, Cause yeah. keys They're never lost Check and source Never gonna find a better Scouting report. Cause going live With the smartest man My bestie Deciphering holes On the defense like Getsy New show uniforms Orange with the dark seat Tape never lies Patrons This is cause. keys You know it's it keys Let's get it Started up. Give me the car keys. short Drive. Blog boys drive away with our takes like car thieves. Breakdown, we study tape and thrive. We got to break down tape like detectives. No high takes. Just real football perspectives. The Bears nerd dropping science on his terms. TTNL giving bears press like a perm. Other networks off with the heads. Stats plus film equals football cred. Analysis like data 10 tries to shred. When Cassie's letting me cake. We keep the 100. You cool you know fed. Cars keys. Let's get it started up. Give me the car keys. Lake Shore Drive. Blog boys drive away with our taste like car thieves. Break down, we study tape and thrive. Lord Hans in his car. Fill up a goblin. Lord Hans in his car. Fill up a goblin.
0: And just like that, we're back. Season 2, episode 23, Cars, Keys! Can't believe it. It's football. It's back. Fuck the Lions. Let's go. You guys ready to see the man, the myth,
2: the legend? Maisie's father? This guy? Not, not much of a legend. Uh, my child is way oh. more the legend than, uh <laughs> I can't wait to get the call from school that she's bragging to everybody that she said shit on YouTube and, and uh <laughs> saying it over and over. But hey everybody, what's going on?
0: Oh, we're back, man. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic and very, very nervous at the same time. This uh you know, big game coming up and so much is on the line. I know we covered a little bit last night on keep it at one hundred and and that, but um I I got to admit, I think my nervousness is at a higher level than my excitement just because we have so much riding on it. And, hey, we all know what it all comes back to no matter what. It's not the offensive line. It's not the defensive line. It's all coming back to QB1. And when you're talking quarterback in Chicago, we've we've never had a person as talented as, as this guy. And like I said, man, it's it's go time cars. I'm, I, I want no more excuses. I want no more, no more, uh, you know, this is the second year. I know that there's going to be some hiccups, but it's time to see some big time strides.
2: And I think that's the the hardest part is because my nervousness is kind of the weight of my own expectations for the team. You know, and I think I've, I've, we've, you know, I know, uh, I've talked a bit about like, I don't have a whole lot of, I have more expectations week one because it's the Packers, but I do expect it to be that slow get up um but I'm I have expectations to see bigger plays and things come yeah. together and more things that go and that the weight of that you know is uh as a fan that's had your my heart ripped out so many times is right. devastating um but it you know it it wouldn't shock me if if our season was very similar to you know the the team on the the television this year the the Detroit Lions in which it's that slow start everything's got to come together you're scoring points as long as we're if we're losing as long as we're scoring points and look like you could see moments it makes sense but if if it starts off slow and it ends up with what did they win like eight of their last yeah uh, 10, I think is what it was for Detroit. Like that's, that's the springboard year that springs you into Absolutely. what is a in the, better in year next year.
0: The, the benefit of having a, a horrible year, the year before is the schedule and the way that it's set up for us. And I just think it's easy for fans and analysts and quote unquote experts to fall into the trap that it's all, it's the same old bears and yep. I'm just as guilty because if they come out and stumble in week one, it just starts that that bowl or that ball rolling down the hill of it's the Packers, it's you know, Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. And you know, listening to Peter Bukowski and all all those guys saying that he doesn't believe that the Bears can pass on Green Bay and their their secondary because it's elite level. Well, they better learn to tackle DJ Moore. I mean, there's tape out there showing that's that's a big time issue and the i mean it's on tape that they justin fields can make plays and uh who was it uh carmen vital was talking about you know the 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 the, jalen hurts thing yeah and it's you're you're taking that year two jump from a team aspect also but you're you're putting it all on justin fields jalen hurts had the best personnel on offense the best personnel on defense with the best offensive line in front of him. And let's not forget cars. I brought this up last night. He had 22 touchdown passes with the best personnel. Justin Fields had 17, and this isn't just about stats. No, let's, let's not. If you're going to talk about the Jalen hurts jump, that isn't saying that Justin Fields has to take the bears to the Super Bowl. It's not that it's it's when you're talking that jump to me, it's statistically more than more than team success because the Bears team is not where Philly was last year. They're not close. But when you tell me that he had 22 touchdowns, yes, six interceptions, it's fantastic. Statistically, Justin Fields is not that far away. Big discrepancy in yardage, but he didn't have A.J. Brown last year. He didn't have Devontae Smith last year. He didn't have Dallas Goddard last year. He didn't have the best offensive line in the NFL and probably backups across that offensive line that would start for 85% of teams in the yeah. NFL.
2: Well, and I think Carmen loses a lot of cred when she's like, let's not talk about that leap, but Jordan Love is going to be a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. And you know, so much of this right now is just getting lost in the history, their most recent history of everything yep. that we've done. It, you know, this this season is all as as we've been kind of repeating it. It's all on on Justin Fields, not yep. so much in the sense of like whether we uh, win or lose, but it's really just more of if he shows the development and that growth and how he steps into it that's what matters because this year as much as i would love to sit down and say um this year we're making the playoffs do i see a, a path to it absolutely but really this is supposed to be that season that launches us into this decade plus of consistent winning yeah. playoff you know playoff contention playoff runs all of that and it it just doesn't make sense to have to to kind of to dismiss it before anything. There was a lot of hype after the first game, after a couple of screen passes. And then magically it went away because there were some struggles against Buffalo. It's Robert
0: Mays and Nate Tice have essentially written Justin Fields off after being on the bandwagon for his entire NFL career, even during this offseason with the upgrades. And they've essentially, yeah, just not, just not seeing it.
2: Not seeing you know, it. Kind
0: of is, is what it is, and that's based off what two preseason games. And it's, it's, it's so hot and cold. It's, it's typical NFL fandom oh. because there's, all, there's no middle ground. You're either Dan Marino or you're Jamarcus Russell, and there's, there's, there's no in between.
2: Well, and I think we, we as fans also suffer because we, you know. It's hard to not necessarily lump this regime in with all the previous ones, but we've been, excuse me, struggling for so much for so long that as as fans are in different clocks than the organization, you know, when, when the organization reboots, like we did and tears everything down to studs, you know, we don't we lump that in with the pace era the phil emery era sure. the the angel end of the angelo era like all of those different things they just get lumped in together and i don't think we can understate just how bad of an experience the matt Nagy year for justin fields and his development like they they wouldn't even let him compete for the for the starting position they Drafted him 11th overall and said, Andy Dalton, here it is. And then they put him in and they put him in with Andy Dalton's playbook, not even his own playbook. They didn't, they didn't do any of those things. And so, yeah, like, of course it's going to be a struggle. If Name any team that we faced last year that had a worse receiving core than we did. Name any like, team you didn't like. Simba Webster, Carr. yeah. Name a being name a focal it, point on third on third down. One team gave up a double-digit sack percentage to their quarterback. One, it was us, and it wasn't yeah. like it was ten point one. It was almost fourteen percent of right. every dropback exactly. ended in a sack. It's you know it last year. Understand and and so when people start to complain about. Justin and his clock. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get reset because he was constantly under pressure last year. All of these things, when you look at it, you know, Anthony's got a, a good list of, of kind of this. Um, Pettis is gone. Uh, Harry is not even on a practice squad, I don't believe. Yeah,
0: he just signed in just signed. Uh, uh, Minnesota, I believe. Oh, okay. Pringles is
2: on a practice squad. Yeah. EQ is here and Valus is here, probably only because he is a third uh, a third round pick, and they think they could still get something from him uh, in this. So I just you just when you look at it, it's it's just it's just disingenuine to say like he can't he can't make that leap. Thirty six hundred yards and twenty two touchdowns is not a massive leap. No. Oh, and I agree, especially with a true number one with, a you know, with uh, Mooney being one of the better Mooney and Claypool are kind of one of the better one or two, a two B type of combos out there, adding a Robert Tanyan, what they can do formationally, the offensive line, like all of these things. Yeah. It may not look great a lot uh, early, but it's going to look really good, better if Justin Fields takes the step.
0: Yeah, I hear you, and that you know, ultimately, everything probably we put too way too much emphasis on week one. You know, I, I've said that I feel like they have to approach it with a playoff mentality. Mm-hmm. I I still believe that, but you know, the Bears won week one last last year, and it didn't. You know, it didn't propel them forward. They only won two more times after that. But your point. Is a great one because you you want them when we get to the end of this year, you want everybody outside of the Bears bubble to be like, okay, that is something we have to. They're on our radar now, and we have to worry about them going into next year because they're flush with cap space. They have two first round picks, they have a quarterback, they have DJ Moore under contract and you know they 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 have the war chest full to make to make moves and they've proved it on the field that the talent is ascending towards the end of the year and that's and they're that is everything still young
2: they're one of the top 10 youngest teams and that number is so skewed because of mercedes lewis and patrick scales like you take those two guys out yeah. And they're a top five even young
0: even team. the kicker even the, I yeah. mean how old is Cairo is 31. yep yeah. so yeah no man I I I totally get it just real quick update Detroit drove down and they are up seven nothing over the Kansas City Chiefs David Montgomery did limp off the field so I haven't texted DDP yet to see if he's in shambles over that but some NFL news cars Joe Burrow. 275 million to become the highest paid player in nfl history
2: you know it's it's i always make jokes like i do it's nice to see a Bengals team that has suffered for as long as they have have some good things it's always nice when some of these
0: it was demo shoe so yeah i guess i should pay attention it's not like i'm doing a show or anything
2: yeah no no (laughs) we're good uh, but, it, it, you know, Burrow is just such an incredible guy. And to me, you know, he's he's kind of that the second best quarterback in the NFL. So it just makes a whole lot of sense that that's what he's doing and that's what he's got.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So real quick, before we start getting into some of these numbers, I know we we went around and I won't ask you season predictions because I think that that's just a, a fruitless endeavor, really. I mean, it can be kind of fun, but give me your, uh, cars, keys predictions for week one bears versus Packers.
2: Um, so what I find is really interesting is the whole Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dow situation, because I think that's a nightmare if you're a Packers fan right now, because it's a, it's a, it's not the most talented of offense. It's probably one of the best offensive lines that we'll face, uh, Early, although, you know, Bakhtiari, you just never know what you're going to get and how consistent it's going to be. Um, And I don't, I know what Bukowski says, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little later on. I don't really think that passing the ball is going to be an issue against them. I, I, they, they strike me more as a team that's going to be more stout against the run. You know, Gary's coming off the ACL. Preston Smith had a decent enough year, but they don't, they don't seem to have the the hosses there to necessarily create and you don't know
0: what you don't know what you're going to get from Bakhtiari I mean that don't (laughs) he could go out for the season you know in three Three plays plays. when when he's healthy he's one of the best offensive tackles in the league regardless of who you're talking about but he's just he's he's banged up but no it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting
2: And when you look at Bukowski, like he's thinking that it's going to be the Rasul Douglas from two years ago, not the one that played last year. And, you know, Darnell Savage has never lived up to that first round hype. So yes, Jair is a very good corner. I'm not going to take that away, but like that matchup, it's, it's in a weird place that we can sit down and say, if we go three wide and it's more Claypool and Mooney, and you've got Komet. Kemet, in line they don't have the bodies to me to necessarily match up with that so it wouldn't shock me if um w- what's going to be interesting is the the way that i look at it the game plays are going to game plans are going to be called a lot the same you know uh green bay all pre-season long, preseason long is really focused on the run game to set up the pass to take the pressure off of jordan love i think the bears are going to look that same way early um and, you know, if you, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I, I, I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair and I don't necessarily think it's going to be this, like, you know, stomp, uh, anybody stomping on each other whatsoever.
0: So is that your long winded way of not answering the question?
2: Yeah. Cause I'm going to save it to the <laughs> end. Um, <Okay>. sorry. It's <laughs> been a little bit since I've been on a podcast and I got a lot of words to make up for here. Uh, so I picked
0: I'll give mine. Everybody heard it last night. I did 24, 17 Chicago. And my bold prediction was three touchdown passes from Justin Fields.
2: I I think that's, uh, that's very much in the realm that would be, to be honest, I was looking either at like the 24, 17, 27, 20 type of range. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had the same thing with, with three touchdowns from fields, uh, including probably two over the 30 yard. You know, like yep, my yard pass. My attack.
0: one very specific one was a thirty-two yard, t- uh, thirty-two
2: yard touchdown to Chase Claypool. I mean, he's a fun one because if he's fully healthy and he's, I mean, he's practicing, so it all looks good and motivated. <laughs> That's the it, big part. They don't have a corner physically or a safety because Savage is a very small yep. safety, and the other kid I believe isn't that big. I think he's six one. They don't have mm-hmm. a body to match up with him in that secondary and so that's going to be an interesting uh combination as well because yeah you can you know i think more will have a good game i you know i i think it's going to get to the point where if it where they're not going to be able to have jair shadow dj Moore and follow him all over because i think the other two guys are going to start to eat away at their uh at their corners it just doesn't defensively i'm not afraid of of Green Bay there's like if you what's a trait that they have that's really good What like what's a skill
1: that well they I have mean it, back it, there? if
0: if you talk about all the question marks that the Chicago Bears have you you can put them all on to, to Green Bay the same thing I mean do they do they have more personnel overall on defense I mean what do they what did they say eight first round draft picks is that what they have yeah, we'll, on, we'll show it i a little bit yeah uh, yeah right but it's just you know there's quote unquote talent it doesn't mean that they're going to you know that they're going to come through and that's <laughs> carmen vitale was saying you know he's been in this offense for three years that's what fan fucking tastic that's great that chase daniel was in a lot of offenses for a long time it didn't mean that he was going to come out and be a good quarterback. You, know, you can know the offense, it's about execution. Things change when somebody is game planning specifically for you. And that was another thing that Bukowski was talking about with Lauren Cox on Lockdown Bears. He's like, Well, what how are they gonna game plan for what are they gonna go back to the Utah tape? Well, it listen, yes, they will they'll look at the Utah tape, but they're gonna look at the you know, they're gonna look at the Philly game, they're gonna look at the Kansas City game. They're going to and
2: look heavily at these preseason games as well. And
0: and let's not forget, our offensive coordinator knows him very well. He's well, going to know where all the nooks and crannies are. He's going to know where all the negatives are. He's going to know what he likes. He's going to know his what his dislikes are. He's going to know what Green Bay doesn't want everybody else to know. So that, that is a big ace up the sleeve for Allen Williams and for the Bears and Flus.
2: Well, and I think two things. One, if you looked at him in preseason, if you look past the numbers and watch what he did, he he didn't like he didn't look great a lot of the time. There was a lot of misthrows. The accuracy was just not there. And I think the the reason I keep going back to this um, last year, Matt Lafleur saw a massive shift in what Aaron Rodgers could do. And so it was the least amount of yards. It's the first time he hadn't passed for over 4,000 playing in a complete season since I can't even remember where. Um, They ran the ball way more with him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' yards per attempt were way lower. They were under seven, which hadn't happened since almost a decade ago, if I'm remembering correctly. So they'd started to move to this kind of ball control offense to save that defense a little bit and that's that's what you're going to see the difference what we'll tell you quickly is how accurate Jordan Love is on those throws he did not consistently do it he missed a lot of open looks that is going to be problematic for them whereas Rogers was sort of automatic on a lot yep. of those looks um and his deep ball you know his deep ball hangs a little bit right it's it a little bit yep. fails. and so If he leaves those things up there, it's going to be a problem. And if you don't have Christian Watson on the outside, who is the one guy who can argue demands a double team every now and then, it really is going to increase that focus on that short intermediate stuff for Jordan. If there's pressure, if the play is perfect, Jordan Love looks pretty good. If there is any breakdown that happens all preseason long... Jordan Love does not look good if the first read is not there he has looked panicked and that is consistent
0: and that's the that's my number one concern cars and we've seen this from Lovey Smith we've seen this from an Eberflus defense not just in Chicago is that a lot of times they can get very very stubborn and say we're just going to maintain we're going to bend 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 we we'll give up the 15 play drive but we feel like you're going to you're going to make, a, make mistake a mistake in one of those drives and you cannot sit back and let this kid just sit there and and read what's going on in front of him i i think you have to come out early and you have to attack jordan love And put that doubt into his head. And I think if the Bears come out and, hey, if you're getting pressure with your front four, that's the best thing for anybody. I understand it. Are the Bears front four there yet? No. I don't think so. They have a lot of work to do. You can't sit back with your front four. You have to send some of your horses to put this kid under pressure.
2: And it, I think it will be a little different this year because you always had to be worried about when plays break down, Aaron Rodgers was extremely good. You can't say that about Jordan, right? So right. You, you're going to treat him a lot more like a rookie. And one of the few things I would say that Lovey did very well when it was rookies is he would blitz the ever-living hell out of them. He mm-hmm. would give them complex looks. He would do those sorts of things. That to me is is going to be kind of that taste because if 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 Watson is is out, you're going to see a steady dose of Luke Musgrave. That's just the way that it's going to be. I know he's a rookie, but he's been That's f- everybody. Everybody
0: in their wide receiver core and tight end—they're all rookies in yeah. You know, second year players they're and two undrafted, undrafted free guys
2: yeah. from this year. So you you've got to. I, what they'll be concerned about is being caught in a blitz in a run because they are ext- like that run offense for the Packers looked great all preseason. They were getting yards. They did this last year, you know again, they this was the closest they've come as as it relates to like balance and pass versus run. I think they were like fifty three forty seven pass to run. So they were mm-hmm. extremely close in that with an Aaron Rodgers. Those numbers right. will get flipped. This year, like their numbers as pass to run may look a lot more like ours did last year because they don't have the horses at the wide receiver uh, core. So you've the only time they'll be like, if they start getting gashed in the run game because they're getting caught on blitzes, that'll stop it. But I don't, I don't think you're going to be as scared. And I don't, what's interesting about Bakhtiari is he's still pretty good, but he's not David of yeah. three years ago. Right. Right. So they that. they'll you're gonna see my take is you're gonna see heavy rotation on that defensive line. They're just gonna keep throwing the bodies, keep moving guys around, and just keeping fresh people to punish that offensive That's line. That's the key to possible. it,
0: cars. I mean Philly provided you with the blueprint for that. Oh yeah. Last year. And it's keep on throwing fastballs. I I I totally agree. Now Joe is, you know I hope to see a bunch of blitz variations I if that's what you're hoping to see and if you're going to be upset I we'll see we'll see I exotic I don't think isn't they're gonna a thing like yeah.
2: we used to have these these exotic things what it what it may be is it could you know variation could be that you've got Edmonds and Edwards on the field. And they're, you know, line up left hash, right hash. And in one play, you send Edmonds, and then the next play you send Edwards. Or, right. you know, in, in flipping those things around. You, you defensive guys don't really do a ton of variation until it gets either like third and long and a close game or anything. There's a there's a there's a they tend to play pretty conservatively. Your your offensive guys are insane and are willing to do things where it's like you know we're going to go five wide receivers we're going to pull an extra offensive lineman off so we only have four linemen we'll just see what happens defensive guys don't do that but you you're going to see it's a start early to see what pass rush we can get from the front four and then you know the first third down if it's a third and long then you'll start to see some stuff sprinkled (laughs) in and and mixed and matched i don't see expect to see a ton of variation though
0: so I just wanted to address this one. Ralph says the Packers were one win from the playoffs last year, so Bears fans shouldn't overlook this. But Ralph, I would ask you, who is the quarterback for Green Bay? It's kind even, of a big,
2: kind of a big deal. Even even then, you know, you're looking, and they're expecting guys like uh, Wyatt and Quay Walker to make mm-hmm. these leaps. They're expecting a return from Rashan Gary to to do and that. And they're saying,
0: and they're saying he's going to be on a pitch count.
2: He, and he absolutely should cuz he's you know that ACL was bad like it was supposed to be a really bad one when it happened um and yeah green bay really was uh was pretty close but if you remember who they beat last year okay like if you if you kind of they, they the early part of their win schedule was Tampa yep. Bay New England uh and the Bears right those were their first 3 wins you have the Cowboys, you have the Bears, you have a very bad Rams team, you had a wheels falling off Miami Dolphins team. You had a wheels sort of falling off Minnesota Vikings team. And then you lost at the the Lions. There's nobody in that um in that list that you're sitting there going, that is a marquee victory. That is one that you hang your hat on. Um it just I understand that, but it's, it, one to your point, one win away with Aaron Rodgers while not really beating anybody of any substance, you know, that matters. You you lost to Buffalo. You went 0-2 to the Lions. You lost to the Eagles. You you lost just kind of, in an Eagles game that wasn't as close as the score showed, yeah, you were oh. one win away, but yep. you were getting an easier schedule uh, than you wanted to admit absolutely well let's Let's, jump into some of these nuggets that you let's go so this is uh for those of you who aren't i love to get wordy i love to get everything but i wanted to talk about something and you started to hit on it a little bit shane when you talked about the starters on defense yep um but i wanted to talk briefly about roster construction and so you know what's really interesting uh, on this is this is the most draft picks we've had on a roster in the longest time. (laughs) Imagine that. And when you even take that 17 of the 26 draft picks have come in the last two years of this. And I get everybody's fault. Like they don't want to hear excuses. I, 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 you know, and all of that, but of the 53 man roster, 26 of these guys were added this past offseason. 50% of your roster turned over from 2022 to 2023. 17 of them had come the year before. So this is a massive change for us overall. Um, When you look at our starters, so the last game of uh, the Ryan Pace era 11 of our picks were starters. Now uh of his picks were starters. That was over a 6 year period. Now we have one additional. We've only had one first round pick because uh Pace traded the one away for Fields. Um and so two only two of those picks are first rounders. But when you look at these the the way that this is built, you were mentioned this, right? 18 drafted starters in Green Bay, seven of them first round picks. Minnesota, 14 drafted starters, four of them first-round picks. Lions have a really low number, which is, again, why they've been on par with us for so long. They have drafted Mm -hmm. just as poorly as we are, five of them first. But what it gets really more fun for me is those next two numbers. We are the second-youngest defense in the NFC North behind Detroit. And that is mostly on the heels of... All And this is just at the starter position, because we've drafted an entire backfield. but That is a 25-year-old starting defense that is two years younger than everybody else other than Detroit. When you look at on the offensive side, we are tied for the youngest with our opponent this week in Green Bay. Minnesota's older. One of the things that doesn't bode well for the overall future of Detroit is that their offense is an older offense. When you start seeing 27, I know that doesn't necessarily feel old, but what that means is once you start hitting over 26, 27, it means you have more guys over the age of 30 on that roster than you want. So, you know, that'll be um, Taylor Decker is 30. I think uh, Vitae is over 30. Uh, Ragnow is over 30. Um Jared Goff will turn 30 in the season. So when I sit down and say, like, I think us to be, a, we may have a slower start. When you have changed over 50% of your roster, right? I have 50% of my roster change over year to year. And I'm one of the younger teams on both sides of the ball as, as fact uh, for, um, on both sides of the ball because of, of just gelling and figuring these things out. Yeah, there may be some more hiccups than we like, but this is, again, the, the finishing of that time of ripping the right. Band-Aid off of everything that Ryan Pace failed to do.
0: So off topic a little bit, but it's so significant I got to talk about it. So the Burrow deal came in at five years, $275 million, with $219 million guaranteed.
2: He's not, you know... When, when you look oh, I mean, at it
0: you, he could have he could have said I want it all guaranteed in God yeah. let's be honest
2: but he's not you know he's done it consistently yep. you know the the, the difference between hurts right he's done it one year had a great year but it was one year and he got paid off of it and, and that shows up this is a dude that totally shows up every year I mean what they've been they, they've they went to the Super Bowl playing all road playoff games, all road underdog right. playoff games and won every single one of them. And he was a big part. It's a it's a fun time to like to to watch some of these young quarterbacks. And you hope you hope that you have uh you have it. But Alex H has a as a good point here. And this is it to take I always hate because people get really defensive oh, over yeah. quarterbacks, especially minority quarterbacks. It doesn't mean that Hertz is not very good, but that offensive line, if they take a step back this year, yep. Hertz is going to look different, and that makes a, a big difference. Um, the other thing I wanted to say here is the average defensive age, a factor and an outlier like uh, Yannick. Yannick is still, I think, still relatively young. He's 28 years old. The oldest guys on the starter are he and, and Billings, and you've got the replacement <laughs> for Billings. Yeah. Well, that's right there. And Walker. And Walker. Cars, that, that is the key part. Just you
0: saying we have the replacements. Yes. Is something that this team has never done. Ever. Never. They've never done it. No. And we've been banging the drum for decades at this point for them. To think about things like that, you know, if the, if Jerry Angelo had Darnell Mooney,
2: that was it. I mean, he did that with Johnny Knox. Yeah. He did it with Bernard, you know, they did it with Bernard Yeah, right? Like you got that guy and you're like, okay, next position. You're absolutely right.
0: We can move on. And that's, that's the thing that has me excited about polls. Let's be honest. They, the, the bears team has proven nothing yet to this point. Yep. I out of everybody in the organization if you had to ask me where I have the most of the most amount of my faith in this organization, it's not in Eberflus. It's not even in Kevin Warren. I have most of my faith in the general manager of
2: the Chicago Bears. Isn't it weird to say? Yeah. Like a guy who says, I know we need to build through the draft and does it. And does it. Yeah. You know, traded for a player and got additional picks instead of throwing all the picks away. Yes, we had the first pick and that plays a factor. But like he maximized what he got out of Carolina instead of Absolutely. giving the max to Carolina.
0: And the thing about it is, Cars, we sat here and talked like, you and I talked privately, not on air, about, man, how fucking great would it be if you dropped to two and then yeah, major free fall? And that was exactly what their blueprint was. That That was what they did because he wanted to maximize the return completely. But he just got to the point where the return from Carolina was so good and he didn't have a hundred percent faith in
2: houston consummating a deal he couldn't pass it up but no and i agree and, and i know i'm a little different from you and and phil in the regards like i am higher on this staff because i this is a well coached team the talent wasn't yeah, there i don't dislike them i just i yeah, I, I know
0: i have yeah. to push the, i'm waiting to see more i i can't sit here and
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm not throwing
0: everything behind these guys and just going to go off blind faith. To me, Ryan Poles has kind of mentally been doing, if I look at the situation, kind of doing what I would have done. And that's where it doesn't mean that
2: I'm right. We've we've all, but like what Philadelphia has done, what Green Bay has done, when you look at these teams that have been built and had steady decade plus winning seasons, competing for playoffs, all of them are built through the draft. Majority built through the draft. When you have a chance, Tremaine Edmonds, I don't think we appreciate how much of an outlier it is to get someone of his talent, his youth in the free agent market. And we did that solely because Buffalo overcommitted to a playoff run that they thought was going to end in a Super Bowl that ended the very second Von Miller got injured. So when you can when you can do those things, look at the investments of who got multi-year deals in free yep. agency. You know, like it's it is Termaine Edmonds, right? He got multiple years. You have a couple years for for Walker, but he's not getting paid primary because if you get someone better, he's your second string same right same away tj edwards you can move off of him after this year tj edwards no I, is a guy and i'll talk on later who i think is going to have more of an impact than anybody recognizes mm-hmm. all of their moves if you look past some of this reactionary offensive line stuff that they had to do all of the guys that they signed are 28 or younger and when I say 28, you had three guys: it's Walker, Billings, and Yannick that are over 28. Everybody else is 25, 26, young yep. guys. So instead of overpaying for age, like a Robert Quinn at 30, you know, like over 30, and there, there is still ceiling for the guys that they signed to help the kids that they drafted develop. If you're
0: gonna pony up in free agency, you limit the risk by paying for a guy that's. 25 years old in Tremaine Edmonds and that you 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 don't go out and pay a 29 year old defensive lineman top of the market money because it's just you roll listen you have to play the percentages especially in free agency it's a it's a fucking minefield cars we've talked about that forever and I get it and listen classic case tonight Chris Jones is in Kansas City and there's been a lot of talk and, and and fans and, oh, you know, polls was there and, you know, bring him to Chicago. But at the same time, you tell me where this, are the Bears ready for that? And it, Khalil Mack was, what, 26 at the time the Bears traded for him? Yeah. Jones is, I believe, 29 years old right yes, now? Correct. That's, he's a fantastic talent. If you could... If you could get him for a second rounder, then it's okay. You just fucking do it. I get it. But if you're talking multiple, if you're talking a first rounder that you're talking Chicago's or Carolina's under the circumstances, listen, if they were to consummate that deal tonight, cars, that is 100% rock solid.
2: Justin Fields is the guy. He's going to get paid in Chicago period end and of we, sentence no and question and we think we have a playoff run yep and and again that is why unique is here is they don't necessarily think they have a playoff run as of yet but they th- what they've seen in that move sorry i am uh, it's it's exciting fun thing to talk about that move tells you that the bears are more excited about this roster and the team in itself because if you don't, if you don't think you can win, you're not going to go out and spend <clears> the <throat> money that you did on Unique. But you think you have a chance at winning, and that he can turn the ties. That is going to. That is why you make that move. Chris Jones seals that move. That move tells yep. you, yeah. You know, not only are we better than we think, we are playoff ready, and we think we can make a a a a, yep. a push, right?
0: And yeah, absolutely the word tonight was he was looking for three years 84 million until he saw the bosa deal well and now it's now it's changed
2: but the bosa deal to me was also kind of to your earlier point san francisco not that i don't like javon hargrave but you're telling me that you're willing to pay javon hargrave for three years i if i remember correctly a good amount of money, a 30 year old guy that just had his first double debt digit sack season in his career as part of a rotation. And you're going to tell me that you're going to sign him and potentially, and they were seemingly close to just not trying to offer him the amount of money. You're going to sign a 30 year old guy over Nick Bosa and and do that. That is how bad decisions get made. And you're absolutely right. Chris Jones is is a different timeline for us. Um, but again, as fans, we need to understand that unique move tells us that this team, this staff, this front office, is way more bullish on the talent on this team than any of these pundits. And so far, I will tell you that I trust uh, Ryan Poles' kind of ability to look at that and see what the division is. Right. We'll see, but I, I do think that that's a, big, that's a big statement.
0: Yeah, Wade, I don't know if you've been here before. I'm not sure. Maybe you have, and I'm just not aware of your comments, but we address bullshit comments like this because you're making things up with no basis for what you're saying. The Buffalo Bills 100% wanted back Tremaine Edmonds. They could not afford him because of the decisions that they made, the financial moves that they made. If you think that it had something to do with Tremaine Edmonds' talent, you're completely clueless about yeah. what you're talking about. You, so
2: they I mean, he is right. they they made no offer, so at least half that statement is correct. yeah, but you can't offer a guy two million dollars when he's going to go make 15, 16, 17 on the open market. That's just not that's just not it. and it's and if it's, they would have had if they would have had the money available? Guess where Tremaine Edmonds would be right now? Still there. In Buffalo. Okay. And I, you know, it's it's something I didn't even put up, but I I we should have. Um the captains on this team are a 25-year-old Tremaine Edmonds, a 26-year-old DJ Moore, a 25-year-old Justin Fields, and a 29-year-old Eddie Jackson. So yep. this is also the youngest captain group we've had since that early 2000s bear team when they were building up to something. Yeah. And that matters. And and
0: when you bring up at Edmonds, again, Edmonds at 20 on a veteran laden defense in Buffalo was voted a team captain. And that's one of the main reasons that they brought him here because the bears, if it works out with fields, they look at fields, obviously as the pillar piece to the entire team, they needed that guy on the other side of the ball. And That's what they think that Tremaine Edmonds is based on age, based on leadership. Talk to anybody in Buffalo. My brother-in-law was in the chat room tonight, Guy Rosenbarker, and he's Wade, a Buffalo
2: we, Bills fan. Wade, we just did. They had no cap money to do it. That is why. Yeah. I, listening is a good skill to pick up here, but if they had $20 million in cap, he would be there. They had... Yeah. Two million in cap after they cleared a whole bunch of space. That is why they didn't make him an offer.
0: Yeah. And it's, it, I listen, what is his name? Was it Wayne or Wade? Whatever. Hey. Wade. Yeah. It's, they didn't have the money. Talk to anybody from Buffalo. The general manager came out and said, literally said that they wanted Edmonds back, but they just knew that was going to be a byproduct of. Their roster construction and the window they, that they were in,
2: they, they had to make the decision they you chose pay a quarterback. You lose, you end up losing good players. So, a, and this year is not a big contract year for Josh Allen. It's eighteen. Yeah, but they've got, I think it's something like seven to ten players that are in that ten million dollar range. What they what they decided they would do is Matt Milano is a good linebacker, but he's not as in demand he's making seven to eight million dollars and that was the decision (laughs) nobody's talked about him yet von miller is a massive deal and they couldn't restructure josh allen coming into this season if you try is over 120 million of dead cap this year you've got stefan Diggs. if i remember when it was thought he was going to try to be traded i think he's around 50 ish million of dead cap yeah. You know, the, we always hear um, from someone on the network that the, the the F a cap, the cap is fake. The cap is real. At some point, you have to come pay for it, and the bills hit that moment this mm-hmm. year um, because yeah. you can't keep doing you You, fuck you a win cap all cap works when you're a
0: Super Bowl contender. That's when you say, if you're a Super Bowl contender in 2023, you can say, fuck, 2025 2026 2027 we're gonna go for it right now and then you can massage the cap and do things like that but you can only fuck a cap for so long and then listen it's 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 like owing Tony Soprano money at some point they're gonna come knocking at your door at four in the morning and it's it's time to pay the piper
2: you can only have so many uh um only have so many premium players this isn't the you know like just like the nba where you could have two or I three think players wade
0: must be behind or maybe we can get him a coupon for a hearing aid because he's <laughs> wait yeah, they, uh...
2: they, they paid him seven million not yeah. 15 um so, and, and by the go. way they're like five hundred thousand dollars under the cap right now so you know they unless they added two zeros to that yeah. cap magically it wasn't going to happen but anyway there i digress so that's that starts off part of the reason to th- for the good. I am going to make us all sad for a moment. We're going to talk a little bit to remind everybody about where we are we're coming from and what we not to what we need to come back from. If we look at a uh, couple of things that that are going to be extremely sad, if you look at we were thirtieth in in plays, so we had only Tennessee and uh, I think it was atlanta had less offensive plays than we did last year we were heavy we were heavy run and we were the only team that had a, a lower net yard per pass than we did uh per rush so it was a better play for us last year to rush the ball uh especially because the offensive line and we were the only team that had a double digit sack percentage. It was 13.3 overall was 14 plus percent, uh, with for Justin Fields. Yep. Two games, only two games over 400 yards of offense, nine games under 300. This is the, uh, EQ Dante Pettis, uh, hell that we were in. And everybody likes to talk about Justin was a running quarterback, running quarterback, running quarterback. It's it's not true, like in the sense of one-third one third of his carries were scrambles. They were designated pl- pass plays that protection broke down or wide receivers couldn't get open. 642 of it, you know, over 50% of his yards came on scrambles. It was a scramble drill. It was, you know, all of these things happened. It wasn't a good year. And so we, we say all of that because that sets kind of the floor um, to this and I'm this is gonna be the last time I I talk to to Wade and we'll just do this you're right he's not worth 20 million and that's why the Bears are paying him 14 and a half so you're dead on straight he's not worth 20 million a year thank you um so st- when you start off kind of from from that statement right that is as bad as it can get and and so when you look at like do you trust Luke Getze? We don't know who Luke Getzey is still. I, ha- I think we have an idea of the way that he called plays early on in the season, what he wants to be, but we lacked the talent to do that. We don't know what Justin Fields is really as a quarterback. We have different ideas. We have different um, we have different hopes for that. I'm a believer of him. I've made a big deal, right? He's the the one of the first signed jerseys I have hanging in my basement here because I believe that he's going to take a step here in the right direction. We don't know um, you know, what the ceiling is going to be. I think it will shock a lot of people to understand that our running game this year can be better and it will be better. Like if I told you, and I'm sorry I'm going to hurt some of your uh, some feelings here, but if I told you that David Montgomery was the least explosive back last year of anybody that had over 100 carries in which only, and what I mean by explosion, is 15 yards or more on a rush. David Montgomery in 201 carries did that three times.
0: This is the perfect time for this. Perfect offer. time for that,
2: right? <laughs> I, he was the least expensive or least explosive guy. Guess what? Dante Freeman saw or Dante Dante Foreman. I don't know why I went Freeman, but we'll walk past that. Uh Foreman saw eight in the box ten percent more of the time and had four times as many uh explosive runs. So when you add that as a feature and if you add in Roshan and what he can do. And Khalil, Khalil was extremely explosive as well, right? He was, I think both he and Danta were 5% plus explosive runs. That's a really good rate out of a running back. If you can get more out of that run game this year, and you will, that is going to carry over. And that doesn't even begin to cover in the guys in the line about how the line is going to be better. And I know there's concern about Nate Davis, but I... You know, we saw. Uh, I guess if you're one of the other guys, listeners, you'll disagree with this, but Jatire Carter played it fantastic preseason and showed how good he was at getting to the second level. It with a better line and more explosive running backs. If the running game gets better, now all of a sudden the passing game is a lot easier to go. We're not last year when we talked about how good the run game was. It was Justin Fields. This year, it's going to be that that group of people that that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and then the ultimate wild card in all of that is the running back draft pick this year from with how, Roshan.
2: How they bring him along, mm-hmm. and r- again, when I sit down and say like they may have a slow start, Roshan may be a guy that they run Khalil and they run Danta. Early in the season, a lot more, and you see two, three, four carries for Roshan. But as you watch his carries as the season progresses, and watch everybody's carries as that mm-hmm. as that moves, that pendulum, if it starts to swing as heavily, as it? You know, is there a good chance that Roshan is the starter by the end of the season? Absolutely.
0: Oh, I think it's. I yes. think it's almost a given at this point cars. And I, I, I don't even, I don't even think it's going to take half the season. And I'm on record. I know Phil is on record. This isn't a slight towards Khalil Herbert. No big fan of Khalil. I, if I was the head coach or if I was the general manager, I would make my thoughts very known on this. I think he should be in the same role that he was last year. As you the know, the guy the change of pace guy that can come in and inflict damage there. I just I think I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't know if he's no? a guy that you put more on his plate if you're gonna get more success. I I just I just don't think he's that guy because I listen, people are saying that you know, talking about his his past pro, you go back to the very First play of preseason, on oh. to blazing game for the first down. Just go watch Khalil, and I know Alex. I think it was Alex Shapiro was praising him for that. It was it was a hideous
2: attempt. It was, attempt. Atrocious it was effort. awful. Atrocious. It was effort it was awful. Yeah.
0: And just like with Justin Fields, and we can go back to Mitch in crunch time when <laughs> your nuts are on the line. You're gonna to revert to what you're comfortable with, and he is not good at pass pro at all. No, nope. almost zero effort with it. I just i i get a little bit leery when I think that they are going to try to expand what they do with Khalil and you know. I don't. I don't want to say they're going to showcase him because I don't think that that's the way that this backfield is going to work. I would just love. I think it's just a benefit to the offense overall to keep him in that role where he led the league in yards per carry in that role.
2: I so the reason the only reason I I say that I think Roshan is going to be later is we know the shelf life yep. of these running oh, I backs. I agree with that. Yep. And so it wouldn't shock me if it started off where it's Foreman that is actually like they that they'll make that switch where it'll be Foreman early and we saw a really good Foreman in Carolina last year, we saw him in stack boxes and how he punished people. Like that's a that's a good change, and they're gonna, you know, again look at this year as a launch year into next year when that's the expectation of a deeper playoff run to a potential yep. Super Bowl run. So everything in mind of they're gonna it, it last year, if they could start a guy and be like, this is gonna give us a bigger chance or play this person more, right, and it's gonna give us a bigger chance to win. That's not going to be what they do this year. Or that's not what they did last year. That's going to be what they do this year. Early on, they're gonna start these kids. They're gonna, they're gonna give them all snaps, they're gonna try to get them assimilated so that the Dexters, the Pickens, the Roshans help us win later in the season when we are building towards something. And if we get really good and we start showing wins early with these kids developing, the one thing I say that is my biggest positive about this coaching staff is they are a great teaching staff Braxton Jones got better Tevin Jenkins was a male content was not happy they reached him you know I understand he's injured now they reached him they developed him they got him to buy in at guard they got him to move over to left guard right. they have developed these young players the growth that Kyler Gordon had from week one to week 17 was not the same kid this is a great teaching coaching staff who who is very passionate he about may have made plays. a
0: bigger jump than anybody Gordon oh
2: and and if you if you look at me on defense he is one of those players I am legit the most excited to watch because he and and we'll talk about defense here but he's one of those guys that plays with this chip with this this Confidence, swagger yep. We you have to have, have been, it at that position, man. You have. We've to. been missing swagger all over this roster, and he's got it in spades. So, with that, let's go into the offense because I there's a few things I want to set. Like when we start talking about expectations, so early on, especially expect this to be less designated runs. You're going to see this closer to 50-50. If the passing game tears off, you're going to see that switch. But there is still going to be sort of this run first until they can be more certain in the, how fields are seeing things and how the lines are going. But the second one may hurt some feelings. Do not expect 4,000 yards passing.
0: No, I totally and agree. So just,
2: many... Just... It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful dream... But you would we would have to pass the ball five hundred and fifty times plus to get there. Last year it was Josh Allen was the lowest amount of attempts to four thousand yards, and he had I think it was five hundred and sixty-seven or something like that. You mm-hmm. we're not gonna see this team be at a five hundred and fifty passing. If you want to use Jalen Hurts as a great example, he threw four hundred and sixty times last year at an eight plus clip, and he was at 3,600 yards. 3,600 yards feels like a very realistic thing. And let's not lie, for a Bears quarterback, that's a hell of a good year. It's the touchdown numbers for Justin that you really need to watch. The touchdown numbers more than the yards will tell you exactly what's going on. Um, Offensive line, I'm a big believer in that they're better. We saw this. We saw depth in the preseason whether it was Jtari Carter. Uh the coaching staff should get some credit. Larry Borum is thinner and he might not be great, but he looked better. He looked more in shape and more ready. He did.
0: Yeah, he so, bought well, he bought in. I mean, and he needed to, Carter. he was he, way too heavy last he year. He was
2: so chunky. But if you look at this, if that offensive line is better, that is going to be I'm saying this No tongue-in-cheek whatsoever. I'm probably one of the older guys here. Shane and I are both probably older guys here than some of the folks in the chat. This is the best wide receiver and tight end group we have ever had in my lifetime. Bar none. Like, you... you, Yes, Brandon Marshall was a a world beater, but, like, you didn't have full-on Alshon the whole time, and you didn't have... Anything after those two, Marty Bennett was great. He couldn't really block, but it this is a group like you go three, four deep in that wide receiver screw uh, room with Tyler Scott coming in. You add in Robert Tanyan and you add in Mercedes Lewis, who we probably don't give enough credit to yet. And he's going to be a fun one in the way that he blocks and is basically a sixth lineman who can also catch the ball. Um, that this group is the most talented we have ever had that's insane and 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 last but not least you the way you'll know that this is starting to get here and that the offense is going is what you saw in week one when you start to see more yards after catch on simple plays the offense is working when it is not pass is caught guy is tackled pass is caught guy is tackled once that goes away and we see more of those, like where is Justin really good? That 10 to 15 yard accuracy. That is where you see the most yards after catch.
0: Hello, DJ Moore.
2: Yes. Hello, Chase Claypool. Like. Hello, Cole Komet. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to see this. And now what is very different for us, and I sort of wrote about it the one day, but it's, you know, we go, we, we'll start out and we'll probably go, you know, 21 formation, right? So it'll be Game, it'll be Komet, it'll be Moore, and it'll either be Mooney or Claypool. The next play, you're going to pull out Game. Are you going to set in Tanyan and go heavy? Are you going to send in the other wide receiver? Are you going to change out the backs? Like, the pieces that we have and how we can manipulate them with proven... The difference between us and Green Bay this year is the amount of proven talent at these different positions i'm not saying necessarily all pro musgrave isn't proven their second guy is also a draft pick at the tight end rube daubs didn't show a ton samari toure didn't even really play last year there there is talent that now we can do this in waves and much like we talked about the defense shane i can swap out guys in my skill position left and right right and just be ready to go
0: yeah, it goes back to, and again, this isn't a, a negative on Sanborn, but we were all excited about his play last year. And what did this front office do? They didn't just say, all right, out with Ro- out with yep. Roquan, Sanborn is next. So we're set there. <laughs> they didn't do that. If you go back and you rewind TTNL, we said... In a perfect world, if Sanborn can be your number three or number four linebacker on a really good team, that's fantastic. That means that you have depth. I don't think any of us expected the Bears to go out and pay Edmonds and pay Edwards. I think you were in the same boat with me. We saw TJ Edwards. We weren't shocked by the player, but we said, all right, there's their move at linebacker. What's next? Well, what's next was Nate Davis, and then literally 30 seconds later, Jermaine Edmonds. When we were hitting go live here in the in the studio, to, and then to talk they about do the signings of that chain. Yeah, And drafted then they went out and drafting Noah Sewell. That's what I'm saying. That is the that is the biggest difference that they have never done, and that we have been preaching forever. And cars. This is getting way, 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 way down the rabbit hole. But and a lot of things have to have go wrong to even hole get hole. here. But it's exactly why you keep a guy like Tyson Bajant that has shown you upside. Yeah, you just don't know. No, you, you don't know. I mean, when Trent Green went down, Kurt Warner came out of nowhere. When Brock Drew Bledsoe 30. got hurt, yeah, exactly. It just but that is why you do it. You don't just all right. Fuck it. We have our guy. We traded for Jay Cutler. We're going to give him Johnny
2: Knox. That's set. There. We're good. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace would have kept PJ Walker. Oh, 100% instead of Tyson Bates, right? Like that's that's 100%. for real. You're, you're you're absolutely right. Like we know that these guys are proven commodities. These are even though they're not and and we would make that excuse and we would just move over you're yep. you're 100 right and again that's why there's the faith they they recognize that you've got to build this stuff for waves not just it's not just running back by committee anymore in all of these positions if you can't if you're not cincinnati and you don't have t higgins as a number two or you know you're not um you know you're not a trying to even think you're not kansas city right and you can and you can get rid of tyree Hill and still be able to do it and and still be able to perform because you've got a travis kelsey you it's all if you can't add a stud you add a chess piece it is right. and it is what poles has done across all of these different skill positions is yeah mooney's not a number one i think we we saw that but guess yeah, what he's a high level two Yeah, and even cars, even on a fantastic
0: team, he could be a number three. And that that's not a negative. That's what people need to get over. And they they get so caught up into you you think he sucks because he's not a number one. No, on any team, he the Eagles drafted Devonta Smith in the top ten. Did it prevent them from going out and getting AJ Brown? No, that listen. You have to keep adding. It's not anything against Darnell Mooney. The Chase Claypool move. They went yeah. out and got DJ Moore. You you have to keep on trying to make trying to make moves there. I but
2: that's but that's a great point about Devonta Smith, right? Like, yeah. you know, he had an up and coming year, his rookie year. It was what? Just shy of a thousand yards. Yeah. Handful of touchdowns. He looked great. The bears of old would have said he's a number one. We don't need to do anything. We'll save money here for the next two or three years before we have to pay. Yeah. And then what did AJ Brown do? He made Devonta even better. And so that's, that's what you're doing. This competition, you know, this Claypool Mooney competition for who's the number two, it's just going to elevate one of the two guys. It's just going to make them get there. And you just, it's, it's just so different. We are we're setting up for waves and we're ready to go. Yep. I, I um, hear you, man. Let's do we'll do defense real quick here. Um I, I we started this. There's way more talent and depth this year than any oh, yeah. time than we've ever. And there are six new starters on defense this year. That's an insane. So I think it's four on offense, sixth on defense is new starters. That is a massive upheaval. You know, I think if, if anybody watched that 1920 drive, drive, you know, and that emphasis on setting the edge, setting the edge is why we were 30, 31st in rush defense last year, and it's why Gibson isn't here. Yes, getting the passer is important, but you can't get gashed. That's why that's here. I think the pass rush will not be as bad as folks think. You know, Yannick is going to be a, a great addition. I think Walker is going to make a change, uh, a big impression. I'm really excited for Dexter and Pickens as the season moves on, as they're part of the rotation and what they're going to do. I think that's going to help uh, Justin Jones even take another step. If Dominique Robinson can start to do show some faith, you know, some reason why they, this team has the faith in him. They do. Uh, This goes from a below average to a really good, really solid pass rush pretty quickly. Um, They will not be a bottom third run team again. That alone is worth three to four wins. So When you start like, when are these victories going to come in? Some of these losses were just simply, we couldn't stop running the ball uh, for anybody. You know, it wouldn't have mattered if they put Shane or I back there on the opposing team. We would have been able sometimes to get four or five yards a carry because of how it happens. Um, This is going to look a lot more like the Lovey cover two defenses of old. In the sense that this is going to be a turnover defense. Yannick is very good at it. The linebackers are really good. You know, these are two linebackers that are two of the higher rated ones in pass coverage. They do a lot in getting passes defense, defended. That's going to make a state this is uh, aggressive. I say this not tongue-in-cheek at all. Edwards is going to have a bigger impact than many are expecting. Go back to that 1920 drive and listen to the way that the coaching staff talks about what Edwards brings to this team. He is a leader. Maybe not the same way that Edmonds really is, but he is a leader. He is smart. He is intelligent. People are drawn to him, and it works. And I say this again, Pickens and Dexter. Last but not least, and that's why Brisker is there as the background, we have not had a confident team in this defense for a long time. You know, this idea of when you heard Tyler Scott on the Adam rank podcast or on the, on the rank, uh sick podcast. And he said, Jaquan was just sitting there saying over and over again, why can't it be us? Yeah. Why not us? When you look the D, at
0: the, the, the D Rose speech, why not me? Yeah.
2: Why not me? Like l- when you hear about what Walker was doing in practice, how he was making everything a competition challenging everybody when you hear how the staff does it when you hear how Edwards and Edmonds do it when you hear about how Tyreek Stevenson is coming to Jalen Johnson and to to Kyler Gordon and these guys to pick their brains and understand the nuances and watch the way that Hoke was interacting with the players and the way that he's coaching and doing all this we haven't the the offensive side is a quieter team you know, Claypool is probably the biggest talker on that side. Yep. That defense is loaded with those, and that sort of thing just gets contagious. You get a turnover, and they start talking. Oh, yeah. That becomes another turnover. They start feeling it. They start flowing. And it, I... spread,
0: it spreads even faster on a young team, Cars. It, yeah. it, it really does. Because then... Good. Yeah, you you, when you're young and inexperienced and you get that confidence when you start to play with that aggressive nature, then it's fuck you. Kansas. I don't care if we're playing Kansas City. I don't care who we're playing. They get that dog in them like we've been talking about forever. They get the I don't give a fuck who we're facing, where we are, if we're on the road, what elements we're playing in it spreads like wildfire and it's absolutely critical to any team.
2: Look at that new England game and that crazy interception that brisker had of the Mac Jones ball. Yep. Like that tore off and that defense played one of its better games. The remainder away, they, they took Mac Jones out. They had to go back to Bailey Zappi who did not look good either. That was, that sits down and all of a sudden it, to your point, Shane, it just carries over. And when you have these big plays and if you, again, I keep talking about the 1920, but if you look at the way that all those guys ra- ran to, uh, to Edmonds on the sideline, that they're all hovering around Edmonds, that they're all picking his brain and talking to him about these things, those things as a group, it, it, All of a sudden you see Jaquan Brisker get that interception. It becomes, well, why not me? Why can't I go get that next one? Why can't I go get that next turnover? Yeah. When you heard Javon Dexter talk about what was his favorite play of the preseason. And it was Zach Pickens and Travis Bell's first sack. That was genuine to me. I don't think that was just something that he said when this team believes in it and you buy into the hype, it's contagious. You know, that Dick Duran team that went 13 and three was not a very talented team. No, but days when you start to believe in yourself like that, it, it carries sometimes way greater than what talent really should.
0: Sure does. And if you throw the development of Justin Fields on top of it, it,
2: it just makes every, then you're pouring gasoline on the fire. And that's the fun of this season. Like, this season is not going to be, I need Robert Quinn to go get 20 sacks and break a record. The fun of this season is, hey, I want to see Justin Fields throw for 3,500 and and 25 touchdowns. I want to see Kyler Gordon pick off six passes out of the nickel this year, right? Like, I want to see Pickens and Dexter start manhandling guys. I want to see Darnell Wright just absolutely dominate the guy across the line from him every player that you think about right now that you are excited take away Justin Fields take every other player that you are super excited to go watch they are 26 or under most likely so yeah. they're going to be here for a while so it's just it's just nice to be in a place where development matters and and we're going to be able to 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 really just to go Ugh,
0: imagine been begging for it for for decades like i said and it's just It's not, you know. I I always listen to, go back to what Olin said when he was on with us. He's like, you know, I went up to the offices upstairs and knocked on the door, and he's like, Lovey came out, and he's like, Lovey, our offensive line is fucking terrible. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get us some help, and (laughs) they went out and got him Frank Omiel. I think he was a free agent from Seattle, Carolina, or that where he came from. Yeah. I believe so. So He, uh, you know, the defense had Erlacher and Briggs and peanut and Nathan Vasher, And, you know, the the list goes on and on. And what do they do? Then they go out and they make the, they make the move. I guess Vasher wasn't there at, at that time, but they go out and they make the move for, uh, Julius peppers. Yep. You know, and to to give them another amazing talent on that, you know, on that side of the ball. But this shows you how flawed roster construction can be because I can remember being very excited about Julius Pepper's the acquisition. But you know why the Bears got him? Do you remember why? They traded a second round draft pick to Tampa for Gaines Adams and he died in his sleep. Which was a trade that
2: never should have been made to begin
0: with. Could never understand it when it happened. I'm like, uh, where it came out of the blue. And, you know, unfortunately, the kid died, you know, that offseason. And uh, then they had no first round draft pick as a result of the Cutler trade. Mm -hmm. They had no second round draft pick as a result of the Gaines Adams trade. And he died. And then you back the brink truck up to Carolina to Julius Pepper's house and and pay him. But that is the area that the Bears have have lived in. Bad drafting, supplementing it with bad contracts in free agency that aren't sustainable.
2: And and that Super Bowl team, though, is is really the one that you want to start to focus on because that team was a majority drafted roster, right? Like that 2005 team, you're talking, when you talk about the biggest players in there, you're talking, you know, it's Tommy Harris, it's yep. it's Erlacher, it's Briggs, it's Peanut. It's all these guys. This was after that point is when they started to do ridiculous, stupid trades and start to throw away first round picks and, and 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 they went from being a draft driven franchise yeah. to let's patch a hole with aging Reuben Brown and let's patch a hole with this guy off the scrap heap and see if he's got a season left you if you the second you give up on the draft you are you are hurting yourself for years and that is what Ryan Pace did his entire time you, it's one thing to not draft well and and throw it, but the Bears just didn't even try anymore. They were just like, "We'll just throw money at it and it'll get fixed." And it was it was yeah, and
0: that's awful. the that's the thing. And I mean, this is again going down the rabbit hole. But after that Super Bowl, their first pick in the draft, they drafted Greg Olson, which we were all excited about at the time. It, he didn't last here because of of Mike Martz, unfortunately. But the Bears. Their second round draft pick that year was Dan Beseast, who and the third never, round
2: pick was Garrett Wolf.
0: Yep, and who never Garrett Wolf played, you know, a handful of games for the Bears, never had any impact. You know, Greg Gabriel talked about Lovey saying, "I need, we need Garrett Wolf on this roster. You know, we need, we need him." So the front office, the front office went and got the guy that the head coach wanted, and then. Lovey really never played him. But the problem was Dan Buzign was a second round draft pick and he never played a snap in the NFL. And yes, injuries happen, but the bears drafted Michael Okwo, a linebacker from Stanford, third round, never played in the NFL. The bears drafted Joaquin Iglesias, a wide receiver from Oklahoma in the third round. I saw his one and only touchdown in a preseason game in Buffalo. He played one special team snap for the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. Jerron Gilbert, the Bears took games total Jerron Gilbert. Yep. Five games total. And that that's I mean, you can go. You can go back. I remember
2: Chris Williams pre injured with a back you drafted Gabe Creamy, who came off of knee injuries. You had Mark Colombo that you drafted that came pre-injured. It, and these were your first round picks. Yep. Like, sure, you got a little bit, but you drafted pre-injured guys. It's why I always hit on, like, where are your draft picks coming from? It is... But, Cars, I'm bad. not sure if you can
0: show me another team in that era that not only whiffed on picks, but they didn't even play in the NFL. You're talking premium second and third round picks on a team that was deep. Yep. And Okwo never played. Gilbert, five games. Wolf never had the impact. He was on the roster for a while. Iglesias, I believe it was one special team snap for the Minnesota Vikings. Third round draft pick. It's Gaines Adams. You give up a second rounder for it. And yes, I know you can't plan on the kid dying, but to Carr's point, that trade never should have been made in the first place. You give away Greg Olson for a third round draft pick. You trade another third round draft pick for, for Ricky Manning, who came to you. Remember the, the Denny's incident, they were throwing away draft picks. Like they were candy. Yes. Ricky Manning had some to add some really nice games for the Bears, but when you look back on it, with everything that they threw away draft wise, it was just. Then you wonder why they're in the position that they've been in for so long, and that the throwing away draft picks like Ryan Pace did on a yearly basis in in trading up. You know, I, I got to go from eleven to nine to 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 go get Leonard Floyd, which if you go back and you look at that draft, Leonard Floyd was one of the better draft picks. picks in the first round but you I mean, you you can't miss on kevin white yes i know you can't plan for you can't plan for injuries just no impact with the top 10 pick no impact do you remember way back, i think 2002 it was cars do you remember roe Wheezy, roosevelt williams from oh, Tuskegee? Yeah. The, the corner
2: because yeah. remember it became he... the joke of what random small yeah. school defensive back is yep. Jerry Angelo going to draft? In when the they drafted
0: round? Peanut Tillman, ninety-five percent of the fan base
2: is like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yep.
0: You know they hit, but they hit on him.
2: Yeah, you 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 absolutely nail. Like it's it's concerning the amount. And and if you think about it, Ryan Pace was here for six years. I think the only guys on this team that have ever received a contract extension. During the Ryan Pace era, if once you get past Tariq Cohen, is Cody Whitehair and now Cole Komet. Over six years, you had three draft picks that got extensions from the team. Or at least, you know, like, I don't want to, like, when you look at, like, DeAndre Houston Carson and things, I wouldn't really call those extensions, right? Those were year-to-year deals. Right. The only... Oh, and sorry, thank you, Joseph Belinsky, Yes, Eddie Goldman and Eddie Jackson. So there are five, five guys that received contract extensions from six NFL drafts, and Eddie Jackson lived up to his contract for a while. Tari- Eddie Tari- Goldman,
0: Tariq did get one too, but
2: yeah, he never... so it's yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 insane. You can't yeah. have, you can't sit down and say. I've I've got four top ten picks, and not a single one of them sees a contract extension. Not yeah, and a you, single you, one you
0: you can't. And I saw somebody in the chat saying you know passing on Patrick Mahomes, and he was their number two. But it wasn't even that. I don't think that there was not a team in the NFL that was drafting Patrick Mahomes number two, number two overall. There's just not. And if anybody says they were, they're 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 lying to you. But you can't make the trade and draft Mitch Trubisky and then follow it up with Adam Shaheen. When they made that fucking pick, I, I was completely fucked, completely floored.
2: Oh and like was- I said,
0: I'm I'm not working in the NFL, but I I take pretty serious my ability when it especially when it comes to the draft, where I'm looking at guys, and I was like, maybe maybe i could be talking to adam shaheen in round four maybe more comfortable in round five. Oh, he was Case took he him gone. what 30 37th overall is that what he went uh, right 45th around there. 45th it was i knew it was close
2: but uh, it's, you just you just look at this and it's time and time again and it's why we always harp the bit in our lives the Super Bowl, the two times we have I could truly say we have focused and built properly through the draft have led us to Super Bowl seasons. That is mm. the 85 Bears were major, you know, especially back then, all draft. And the 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 Lovey Bears were majority draft. When we started to get into the Wani era, it started to be the Brian Coxes and the Lewis Tillman's. And we're gonna do all of these different free agent moves. The uh the Timpsons and and all of these different guys. And you get into the Juron era and we didn't draft quarterbacks. We never drafted quarterbacks. We never, we never drafted offensive linemen early. And when we did, they came pre-injured. Like for us as a as a franchise, this is the third time in our life that we have a, a GM that right now is focused on building the team the right way. That is the 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 way to be hope. Yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a quick fix, but it's it's the correct path, and it's it's so that's again. I keep saying it's going to take a little bit. When you have fifty percent turnover from last year, it's going to take a bit. But the you cannot put a ceiling on this team right now because it is going to be a, a big season.
0: Totally agree. Well, we hit that magical ninety minute mark. The last or,
2: thing I just want to show because yep, you were uh, asking, just real quick. Yep uh because of the game so p- predicting love and we talked a lot about this love has accuracy issues i don't think the defensive back group is 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 great i think that bukowski is really living on 2021 packers tape instead of what is current last year they were actually one of the worst defenses in terms of time to get pressure the bears actually got pressure faster than the packers so this is a team that you could pass on um it's it's you know love. This is going to be love's moment. Love's team when it when the plays break down and things aren't crystal clear. He does not look comfortable. And so when I say all of this, this is a very winnable game. If Christian Watson doesn't play, I think you have to win. I I, I don't think it becomes a. I think you have to win overall. But if Christian Watson's there, you have that has to be a play. The one guy on offense that you have to watch, Daubs will be there, but he'll be a little injured. Luke Musgrave is going to be a oh, yeah. f- featured part of this offense, but that is why you have Edmonds and Edwards on this team. So I, I'm going to go, you said 24 uh, 17. I'm going to go 27 20 uh, Bears. Yeah, there you go. And it,
0: look, Musgrave is, I think, a guy that we were all excited about in the draft. It's just. He comes along with that red flag designation of always nicked up, always hurt. And that that doesn't get better in the NFL. But when he's healthy, he's he's extremely explosive. He's got some end.
2: good traits. It was the Oregon State, he was Oregon State, right? Was yep. not great tape a lot of nope. time. And 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 so it was really hard to see. You could see the athletic profile you see that Green Bay is trying to deploy him more like a Kelsey type weapon where he's really, truly more of a slot receiver than a tight end. So that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a met but we actually have linebackers to match up with him with, yep. which not every other team does.
0: Yep. And you have a linebacker with length and you cannot discount that when you're, If you're looking at Roquan, who's, you know, five eleven, six feet on a, on a good day. And then you're looking at Edmonds at six, four, six, five, those, that difference in those inches can make all the difference in the world when you're, you know, covering a, a seam route to a Luke Musgrave. And, you know, it, things just look different when you have somebody that size in front of you and the bears have not had that since 54, let's be honest.
2: And they to take it a step further, when you've got a Billings and a and a Dexter that are mammoth men that are what like Dexter six five. Yeah. Billings big, like hands up in passing lanes for bigger guys are going to be an issue for a quarterback like that who does get a lot of balls batted at the line.
0: Yeah. And Ricketts brings up a great point here, too. 30 interceptions in two and a half years at Utah State. Put pressure on the kid, and he's gonna he'll he'll you talk about the Bears getting turnovers. He will give you turnovers if I, you pressure him.
2: I don't. I think he'll give them to you because you know he nearly threw an interception in that Seattle yeah. game on a on a on a way short ball, and that has again been the thing. Yes, you're right. We need to pressure him, but he's a guy that's going to throw a few very pickable balls throughout yeah. the game, and if you you capitalize on them, it's a it's a good year or it's a good game. Excuse me.
0: Can't drop him, Kyle Fuller. Oh
2: God, RW McCorders, um, yeah. who's always good for that. Uh,
0: how how things may have changed, in you know that oh, I still see Fuller dropping
2: that fucking ball. Oh, kills me to this day. Yeah, I try not, I, I try not to talk about it. I, I try not to think about I'll
0: it. Bury it and and flush it. But are you? Is that everything you got? We're Marsh? good. Right, so we're a little bit over but we're we're glad to be back. Uh TTNL is going to start rolling out obviously our our in-season content. Uh Bears versus Packers this weekend. Uh as soon as that goes final, you'll see DDP and myself on on BHL I'm talking about it, breaking it all down. Hopefully we're in fantastic moods before we start our our regular work week, but Starting next week, you're going to see the Super 16 poll show is going to be back. Uh, After that, you're going to see Keeping It Fantasy is going to be rolling back around. Keeping It 100 always on on Wednesdays and and cars, I think, moving forward. Unless we have some family obligations, we're pretty much going to be standard on Thursdays at 8.30 unless... Except yeah.
2: for next week, because I have to yep. be in uh, San Francisco for work next week. Uh, yep. But uh, the other one
0: Maybe Maybe we'll change it to Claudio's keys next week, and we'll just have Claudio live on air drooling, trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking about. That might be fun to watch.
2: Is is his key going to be get the ball to Darnell Mooney? And <laughs> yes. get the ball to Darnell Mooney? Yeah. And Give get... the
0: ball to Rex, have him pass to Darnell. And it's, it's going to be game. Super Super Bowl Bears.
2: Oh, there it goes. Oh, wow. Good job. Brian Branch, pick six.
0: Hell of a pick, man. I hated seeing him fall to Detroit in the draft. He's a a good one. He is a good player. BHL this weekend. Let's go. Let's get it. Bears versus Packers week one. Let's go. Thanks, everybody. Getting that dub column.
1: Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. up again, they got to-